You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Humpty Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki and I'm here with Stephanie and Matt, and we hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 890, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that all of us on the Mousecapades and More podcast are travel agents. So if you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. You could text Vicki, Matt, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. Well, we want to just tell you Happy New Year. It just seems kind of crazy that that's already here. Um, even crazier that we have to go back to school in a couple days. <laughs> but it's true. So before Christmas, on the Christmas episode, I inadvertently left out one of the Christmas memories, and I feel horrible about it. It is from one of our listeners, and she's my client, Kelly. And I didn't want to go without sharing it, and I didn't want to have to wait a whole year. So I'm going to go ahead and share it anyway. It's very cute, and I want you guys to enjoy it. So when her kids were little, she said probably about five, six, and eight, she took them on a trip to Disney uh, the first week of December, and they had an elf on the shelf that always appeared at Thanksgiving. And she said, yes, it even appears now, even though her kids are 20, 21, and 23, they still look for the elf every year to appear. So when they were getting ready to leave the morning of their trip, her kids all went over to say goodbye to Jojo the elf. They were sad and worried about him and and um, because they were going to be gone for nine days. And when they got to Disney, they went to the resort and much to their surprise, Jojo was in their room waiting for them. And it took them about 15 seconds to realize that Jojo was in their room. And they had fun all week finding Jojo every morning in their hotel. And Jojo had a lot of fun too. Jojo bought mini Ma- uh, mini. M-I-N-I, Mickey Mouse ears, a Mickey Mouse Santa hat. He feasted it on a Mickey-shaped pretzel and some candy. So when their family arrived back at home, the children were shocked again because JoJo beat them back to their house in Pacific, Missouri. She said it was truly a magical trip and it was amazing to be joined by their little elf, JoJo. And she wished everybody a happy, uh, Merry Christmas, which I realize is over now. And I'm so sorry, Kelly, I did not do that intentionally. I, I think you know that, but I felt like we should still share that story. But how cool is that? I bet her kids were freaking out when the elf showed up there. Yeah, if we ever get down there in that time of year, we're definitely going to take the boys' elves because they would they would go nuts. If, especially if you could get it in there before you got in there. Like, that's the key to making that work. Even, even when your kids are older, that's got to be fun. Like, so I'm glad that she still does that with her kids getting older. Well, I, I'm interested because I did not know the little story about how you can hold the elf on Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, yeah. Christmas Eve, yeah. That's the best part. Because I saw a picture of one of our friend's daughters holding her elves, and I'm like, what? They're going to go away. And she's like, oh, no, she's telling them goodbye. And I was like, how did I miss this? But see, the elf was not a big deal when my kids were little. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) It also wasn't, like, people didn't know that whole holding it thing until recently. That That's a more, like, last year was the first time I'd ever seen somebody do that. 
um, maybe the year before. I don't know, but it's wonderful because <laughs> that's like their best day ever. They look forward to Christmas Eve so they can hold their elves. It's so cute. That's the best when they scoop them up like that look in their face that you're like, all right, it's worth moving them for 27 nights. <laughs> Yeah, Stephanie knows that story that my teacher friend across the hall, I always wanted to do it, but I felt like it was a commitment that I didn't know if I could do. I don't want to say too much because I do know we have listeners on here that are under the age of 12, but she, uh, her grandfather, unfortunately passed away suddenly. And then during the funeral, they got COVID. So she was out for almost three weeks and it was during the time before Christmas. So I became the surrogate in that situation. And every night I was on Pinterest trying to find ideas. <laughs> Good old Pinterest. Um, so great news was shared the week of Christmas. It's something that we've been asking over and over and over again. Why is Disney just letting the journey of the Little Mermaid building sit there empty in Hollywood Studios? You've heard us say it so many times. Well, The Little Mermaid, a musical adventure, a fully reimagined theatrical production inspired by Walt Disney Animation Studio classic The Little Mermaid, is going to debut in a newly refurbished animation courtyard theater in the fall of 2024. Woohoo! As part of Disney's continued investment in the park's experience, Disney Live Entertainment has been dreaming up innovative ways to bring new life to beloved the beloved story of Ariel's journey to be a part of the human world. When it opens, the show will feature a stunning new set. Um, it's going to have cutting edge effects, a bold new design that captures Ariel's imagination and emotions through her unique view of the world around her. Construction is, of course, underway right now, but it's not going to be ready, like we said, until fall of 2024. Something to look forward to. For sure. And we're definitely glad that they're doing something with that building because... I know, it was just sitting there. Yeah. Huge chunk of real estate just sitting there. Right. They could have opened it up to characters, I'm just saying. Although <laughs> I did hear on a, vid a vlog from somebody that the rumor is it's going to take on kind of a Nemo feel, how Finding Nemo, the characters come in under the audience. I heard that they're going to do some of that in this as well, which will be good, I think. It'll be more interactive yeah for the kids i feel like the kids really love that i mean i love that but who doesn't <laughs> all right on new year's eve the disney's fantasy ship rescued several passengers it is rare but disney and other commercial cruise lines have rescued people before it sees it seems some cuban migrants north of havana cuba were picked up from the fantasy's cast members they were stranded on a boat that had no motor some passengers caught the whole thing on video the ship delivered the passengers to the cuban coast guard safe and sound that would be uh terrifying especially if people like the divine do is going on and all of a sudden they're just stopping the ship picking people up uh but yeah i'm sure that happens a lot more than we hear unfortunately i guess i never really thought of that kind of stuff happening <laughs> i would only be scared because i thought pirates weren't real you know what I mean? I knew they were real in Pirates of the Caribbean, but I didn't realize there were. And then there was that one story where these people's boat got taken over. By, I'm like, wait, this is a real thing. Where have I been all my life? I don't know. I thought it was crazy. So I think it's just certain parts where you go and they must have known that it was safe to do it. But anyway, yeah, I thought that was pretty heroic. What a cool way to enter the new year, knowing that people from another country saved you. Right. You're not out there just because uh, you can't drink the water because it's salty. 
And if you're gonna get rescued by a boat or by a ship, that's, a, that's quite the ship to get rescued by. That we hit up that buffet real quick. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I mean, I'm hoping that they let them have food. I'm that, sure that would be not so nice if they didn't. Um, so Hollywood's Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios is a loved attraction by many of us since it opened in 1994. First, when I was first reading this article, you can imagine where my mind's going at this time. I'm automatically going to the fact that we've been hearing so many rumors about Disney World going to be changed like Disneyland. And although I really love Disneyland, do I want Disney World to change? No, I do not. No. Anyway, um, so, but at this moment, the rumors will continue stateside. However, in Disneyland Paris, it may not be just a rumor. On New Year's Eve, the projection on the Tower of Terror resembled Marvel uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Cosmic Rewind vibes. And so it left the guests wondering if this was a hint from Disney that this was the future for their their popular ride, if it's going to be turned into the Cosmic Rewind. Obviously, this is all rumor. Nothing's been confirmed, but it actually wouldn't surprise me for them to give a little hint like that. That would be them say like what Kaylee did at the end of our concert. She had one of the kids read um, something that said because they weren't going to find out the show name until after the concert. And they said something like. Um, our world is colorful each and every day. Be sure to look for those gifts that are given to us and be grateful or something like that. And colorful because our our uh, theme is a world of color. And then we're doing all kinds of songs that have color in them. But yeah, that would be something that Disney would do. Just a little thing just to drop in hints. Dangle you along. And also probably just to gauge to see like, so what do you think? Like, is the feedback good or negative? Let's kind of hear people out a little bit first and then maybe make a decision. I don't know. I don't know if they ever do that, but it wouldn't be a bad idea. I would hope it'd be super negative. Don't touch Hollywood Studio. We don't need everything to resemble everything and everything's the same. <laughs> Paris, I've heard numerous rumors that that's going to get changed. But that's always like, you know, oh, I heard you're opening the fifth gate. It's one of those rumors. It's like every year it resurfaces. Right. So, no, don't touch it. <laughs> so Alex Anani is a recognizable jewelry brand, but uh, it's really not doing all that well. And they're having to shut down a lot of stores across the country. And that is happening over at Disney Springs. On January 2nd, they are closing their doors for good. This is even after the store moved locations. We've seen some other stores that have had to close at Disney Springs as well lately. Um, any theories as to why that is? You think it's just part of people are struggling and are unable to purchase as much these days? The last thing I'm looking at when I'm on a Disney vacation is jewelry. <laughs> you know, okay, I look, I look at the citizens, the Disney citizen watches. Those are super cool. I want one. But like, I just dropped five grand to come here. I'm not going to drop a few more grand on a piece of jewelry. I don't, I mean, at least to me, Disney Springs is just a mall. So I can see why they have such a hard time. Stores are like always in and out and in and out of there. Seems to be pretty common. I'm just wondering if it has something to do with like rent. Oh, it's probably ridiculous. Because I mean, the rent goes up locally for us. I can't even imagine what it would be like for Disney. Right. I mean, because it has such a huge draw since there are so many restaurants and um, other things that do really well there. There's lots of people who go. So it's a guaranteed way to get a lot of people there. But I just don't think that people who are there are really there to just shop. Right. I mean, I do think that there are local people that do come and shop. But yes, I mean, sometimes you just have to live paycheck to paycheck, too. So you can't afford to just go to Alex and Nani and drop 
couple hundred. Well, I mean, you could, but then you put yourself in debt. <laughs> right. On ABC's Rockin' New Year's Eve, Ryan Seacrest talked with Mickey and Minnie in Times Square. He teased that Disney was expanding across the country. It seems Mickey and Minnie are going around the country to hear from their fans. While it was a tease of sorts, we don't know that Disney is looking to expand to other locations in the United States beyond Walt Disney World and Walt Disneyland at this point. No details have been released as of yet, but with Universal's epic universe and the talks with them expanding to Canada, Disney has muttered of new places that they could put other places for their Disney fans to visit. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And didn't Universal make a huge announcement about Universal UK? I'm pretty sure I heard something that they're making a whole new thing in UK as well. Well, is Epic Universe, is that the one in Texas or California? That's the Epic Universe is the one in Florida. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. So aren't they building something in Texas, though? That's going to be... We reported on it. I just can't remember the name of it. Yeah, because they're building multiple. They're doing one in Vegas that's going to be all Hollywood Horror Nights. And then I think the one in Texas is going to be... Like a, 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 a regular theme park. Uh, and then the Epic Universe is that like mega super theme park that's in Orlando. That's insane. Like the update videos for that, I look it up on YouTube. You'll be like, the, the, what they're accomplishing, it makes like Disney look like they're working with toothpicks. Well, and and that's why the only thing that makes me think that maybe I'm not saying it's moving, which is what everybody else keeps saying. It's moving. That That is not. But I could see them looking into other locations because... I mean, what we reported on this last year, I think it was Magic Kingdom was the only park that we outdid them on. Um, Like Hollywood Studios didn't even outdo. And that surprised me a lot because with Rise of the Resistance and Slinky Dog, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I feel like Disney's pretty much held their own with that, but I guess not. So I don't know. Again, these are all rumors, people. We don't know anything for sure, but I did think it was really weird. Sometimes I think... I think those people just kind of ad lib and say their own thing. Don't realize they're starting rumors either. So I don't know if I'd I'd look too deep into what he was saying. I don't think it was any like like hidden messages that he was supposed to be saying. Um, so I I highly doubt that they're moving anywhere. But wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> sure, expand, bring something, something closer, closer. <laughs> right? Where's that land that you wanted to go in Missouri a long time ago? <laughs> yeah. Bring it on in. We'd like it. That'd still be closer to that. <laughs> it's true. Heck yeah. Please bring it. Missouri, Southern Illinois. <laughs> Something. Something. So um, a body of a female that had been missing for 12 years was found in a submerged vehicle. You're wondering, why am I saying this on the Disney podcast? Because... A 2004 Ford van was discovered in a body of water along World Drive south of the Walt Disney World Resort. World Drive is the one of the main entrances to Disney. And Fox News stated that the Ford three-star van was traveling on a state road 47 southbound on an exit ramp. And for unknown reasons, the van's driver ran off the road and into a retention pond. They don't know the date or the time. And they're not going to reveal any of that until the investigation is done. Um... It seems that this woman, Sandra Lemire, left her grandmother's house on May the 8th, 2012. She went to go, this is the part that made me sad. She went to go meet a man that she'd been communicating online with through a dating service. Um, She called her grandmother when she got to Kissimmee and told her that she'd arrived and that she'd call when she was on her way home. She never called. Um, And the last like video or 
anybody that's seen her was at Denny's in Kissimmee. So uh, definitely praying for that family. And we're grateful that they maybe have some answers and definitely some closure because that would be hard to be without somebody for 12 years and not know what happened. And I imagine that guy was probably under some deep investigation too that she was supposed to be meeting up with. I, I mean, I hope so, but I don't know. Sometimes in those situations, you don't have a way unless she told them the guy's name or something. No. And what if it's a fake name? I mean, there's so many crazy things now that you have to worry about. Kaylee always wonders why we're like, where are you going? Can't be by yourself in the dark. You know, I need to know details. I need to yeah. know all of it. Yeah. So when she would travel to Chicago, she, as soon as she got in her Uber, she would Uber us the driver's name, the license plate number, the car. And then she'd tell us when she got there. Although we were really tracking her anyway, whether she realized it or not, but it just scares you. I mean, you just never know. No, nope, you sure don't. All right, so some closures are happening for anyone who's heading to Disney World on the first four months of this year. From January to April of 2024, uh, Doubloon Lagoon Pool at Disney's Port of Orleans French Quarter is going to be closed to all guests for routine maintenance. This was where one of my clients was looking at for March, and so we opted to go elsewhere because of this closure. Um, the French Quarter guests are welcome to take the boat to Riverside to swim in the Old Man Island pool until the refurbishment is done, or you could just do like my client did and just go ahead and stay there so you don't have to take a boat to get to the pool. Um, also over at Caribbean Beach Resort, the Fuentes del Moro pool is going to be closed from that same time frame, um, except for it opens in March instead of in April. Guests are able to use any of the five other pools at Caribbean Beach Resort, but they want guests to realize that they don't have water slides or play areas because that is the main pool, the one with the water slide. The cannons and all that. Yeah, those are two big moderate resorts and a lot of guests choose to go to a moderate resort because they've got better pools. Let's just face it, better than an all-star. Um, and so just know that all of those spring breakers or anybody who's looking to go to Florida for um, those early winter months like January, February, if you're wanting to do the pool, don't do those. Take the boat to go to the pool. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. Well, that's what they did when um, Animal Kingdom's pool was closed. Well, you still have to take some kind of shuttle to get to the other part of the resort. If you're at um, Kanani, you have to go to Jamba and vice versa. It's not, I mean, you could walk it, but it's a pretty good trek. They encourage you to take the little shuttle. Plus, no offense, there are creatures that could come out. <laughs> On your little walk, because it's not a walking path or anything like it, you know, at Grand Floridian or something. So, yeah, I had clients, but it ended up being too Are cold for them. Are you talking about the, the sweet little lizards? No, I'm not. No, it could be black bears, gators. I was going <laughs> to say, I'm, I'm talking about big creatures that could have could see you on their path. Okay. Lizards, we pass those all day long. Okay, I'm like, it's a, the lizards are fine. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking big scale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the escalators at the Land Pavilion in Epcot recently broke down. Unfortunately, a guest shoe got trapped in the treads of the escalator. Uh, a guest captured the whole event on video, of course. It caused a massive backup of guests. The land is usually quite busy, even without a jam. 
This just made the flow, the flow of people even worse. Cast members were quickly to fix the problem, and the guest was uninjured. Unfortunately, the shoe was not as lucky. R.I.P. the shoe. It's probably a crack or something that fell off super easy. It wasn't a four-by-four mode. Well, they didn't show the shoe in the thing, which is fine. But the video that I saw, the person had to sit down because, like, their shoe was stuck in the thing, and they couldn't get I mean, I guess they could have taken their shoe off. I don't know. I wonder if it had to do the shoe strings because some, you know, if it's untied, the right. shoe strings could get in there. I, I checked the date, but this was very recent because when we were there, um, it was both of them were down and the amount of people that were trying to get up and down those stairs. And then, you know, it's a down escalator. So you just think that people know that's downstairs. And then the other side is an up escalator. So it's upstairs. No, there were people trying to do both ways. And then they were aggravated with the people that were doing what was really the norm. And it, it was not a pretty sight. I will tell you that. I'm sure. <laughs> and the line for the elevator was insane. So it happens. I don't want that to happen to me, just so we're clear. It's kind of one of my like fears on escalators, but it is the shoestring thing. I'm always like super nervous that it's going to, so I like, I'm one of those people who kind of like jumps a little bit to get on and to get off. I'm like, I look like a small child because I don't want to be anywhere near where it goes through. Like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then you see Will Farrell, who loves the escalator, does the big splits. I think he did that on Elf and in Blades yeah. of Glory. <laughs> so um, we have some sad news. The legendary Coco star has passed away. Ana Ophelia Moraria was a legendary Mexican actress, and she is most known by us Disney Pixar fans as the voice of Mama Coco. She was 90 years old. Besides Coco, she appeared on a TV series, La Tormenta, and films including Life Sentence, The Queen of the Night, and Tear This Heart Out. She won Best Supporting Actress at the Ariel Awards. Three of the wins were for The Queen of the Night, and she was nominated for 14 additional Ariel Awards. Five of them were for Best Actress. When I saw this lady's face, I did recognize her, but I didn't realize that she was the voice of Mama Coco. Um, so God bless her. Hopefully she lived a good life. It seems like she did. She seemed to be recognized for her talents. 90 years old. So that means that she was pretty old starring in that too. Cause you know, Coco isn't that old of a movie. Right. Mm. So it's kind of impressive that she was in her eighties doing that. Well, the woman in the, in the movie that Mama Coco, that, the cartoon, she looked older than 90. No offense to the cartoon person, but, or the animated person. She just, she looked older than 90. Well, yes, but most of the time, you know, it's just somebody voicing that and acting as though they're much older than they really are. True. Um, Or just like they act younger than they are too. So it was just, I'm surprised that she actually was old, I guess. <laughs> and not just a actor pretending. She wasn't acting at all. She's just talking. (laughs) (laughs) She just had to read the script. That's all. What very little script she had. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Disney Park saw an astonishing success this year. Raking in, drumroll please, more than $30 billion in revenue. Man, it must be nice, right? Doesn't surprise me, though, with how much they charge for things. I guess it only makes sense that they're grossing that kind of cash flow um however disney's entertainment side we've been talking about this for a while eh, not so hot in 2023 guardians of the galaxy volume 3 was a top film grossing 
845.6 million dollars at the box office live action little mermaid brought a solid 569.6 million dollars elemental brought in 496.2 million dollars and then there were some less appealing movies i guess um even though some of these might be great movies they just didn't do so great at the box office indiana jones and the dial of destiny ant-man and the wasp quantum mania the marvels haunted mansion and wish they either broke even or they flopped enormously what do we think this year's gonna bring here are the three movies set to possibly bring in the big bucks for Disney. There's Inside Out 2 hitting the box office June 14th, 2024. There's Deadpool 3 that's going to be doing the same thing in uh, July 26th of 2024. And then Mufasa, The Lion King, is going to be hitting the box office on December 20th of 2024. Live action Snow White was originally set to debut this coming year, but the controversy with Rachel Zegler... Um, it caused Disney to rethink its release, so for now that one is on hold. So with those three, do we think we're going to have any big successes or are we going to have some flops? Deadpool will probably do well. Yeah, I think Deadpool will. I, I've never seen the movie series. No throwing tomatoes at me. Um, <laughs> and I think that Mufasa the Lion King stands a good chance. I don't know about Inside Out. Um, my hope for that is it's been long enough since the original one. Because was Lucy born when Inside Out, the original, came out? Do you know? I don't know. This is just like, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, uh, I don't know when Inside Out was like, came out. The reason why I'm saying is it could get a whole new audience. That's why I'm excited about Zootopia 2 also, because I feel like it can bring on a new generation. I know it's been long enough. It's been at least eight years, I think. 2015. Oh, 15. Yeah, and then we weren't watching movies at that time. I mean, she was 2016 was when she was born. So it was before her, but still it took a while before she even got started into movies. So yeah. The thing is, is Inside Out, I love it. It's a great movie, but it's really great for schools. Like, obviously we use it a lot to talk about feelings. So I wonder if it's going to do as well, though, because we, I mean, as teachers... (laughs) You know, we wait for things to come out on video. Um, so at the box office, I don't know if it's going to have the same turnout. Like, will it get watched by everyone? Yes. But are they going to go to the box office to watch it? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they go to Disney movies as much as we did mm-hmm. before, before the pandemic. I don't think anybody does. Of course, Brad went to the movies and Brad, I know you can hear me. I'm not begrudging it, but I saw how much it costs to go to the movies and I was like, it yeah. was $40 for you guys to go to the movies? And it, and that was not the popcorn. And he was like, well, yeah, because the heated seats and the whatever, the big screen. And I was like, wow, it's been a while since I've been to the big screen. Everything is just so expensive now. We went to Top Golf. I didn't know how much that cost either until we were there. And I was like, how much are we paying for this? <laughs> oh, this is a one and done for me. We are not going here again. Well, we went to mini golf yesterday. My mom was freaking out for us, which I thought was interesting because she didn't have to pay for it. But it was $15 a person for a mini golf in Branson. And she was like, what? That's a lot of money. I remember when it was $5. I'm like, it's not $5 anymore. Unfortunately. All right. In the United States, we have seen tropical storms, hurricanes, and pandemics cause Disney parks to have to make alternative plans. Monday in Japan, Tokyo Disneyland, 
could have been affected by something we don't see all too often. According to ABC News, Japanese officials issued a tsunami evacuation warning after an earthquake with a preliminary magnitude of 7.5 struck around 4.10 p.m. According to the U.S. Geological Survey data, the epicenter was located at the Noto Peninsula along the Sea of Japan, which caused concern regarding a potential tsunami. Hundreds of thousands of citizens were then ordered to evacuate the area, and thousands were left without power. One fatality has been reported. A Tokyo Disneyland visitor shared this footage on X of the events that occurred at the Disney parks, eight and a half hours away from the epicenter of the earthquake. Tokyo Disney didn't announce any operational changes, but it seems like the parks opened as normal. Yeah, I saw some footage of that stuff, and it was pretty terrifying. Like, crazy, crazy. I'm so glad we don't get those. Right. But there wasn't a tsunami, right? They were just doing it as a precaution, and, and it didn't... I don't think, like, any major ones hit, but no. usually they get small ones with earthquakes, but nothing, like, that's, like, the most terrifying thing in the world is a tsunami to me. But nothing major. Yeah, I don't remember how long ago that one tsunami was, but I just remember watching the footage. Oh, it was kind of like 9-11 for us, only a different kind of devastation. Yeah, it's just unreal level of, and there's nothing you can do. There, the power behind that water is unmeasurable. It's, it's oh my God, it's so, so terrifying. Just, <laughs> it was so sad to hear all the reports and stuff of the people saying, they were holding hands with their loved ones and they got yep. pulled apart and kids that were left orphans because their parents, they were saved, but their parents weren't and just. And vice versa. Right. And this yeah. is what I was worried about for them. But I was glad to know as far as I've seen today, I haven't seen anything that anything of that magnitude, which is good news. Yes. And I'm glad that they took those precautions just in case. And hopefully most people like I, the, the thing that scares me is that, you know, they do these precautions and then people start to be like, oh, boy, you cried wolf. Like, they're just doing that. It's not a big deal. We don't have to evacuate. And like, no, no, it's still pretty serious. And you really should. Yeah. What if, what if Salt takes is one incident and then it should have been like, well, we should have, we should have went, we should have listened to Bill and went. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they listened. I think since that big tsunami, I, again, I don't remember what year that was. I'm going to say like 2009 or 10, something like that. They take it for real because yeah. that that one was awful. So on New Year's Eve, when Hollywood Studios opened, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway did not. This, of course, caused all the other wait times to be higher because there was one less ride for everybody to ride. In the morning, six rides in the park. This was early in the morning, had wait times over an hour already, which is not heard of very much anymore. I saw a flight of passage at one point was like 215 minutes. Yes, Brad saw that too. Yeah, even Navi was like 175. And I was like, yikes. Yuck. Yeah. That's when you're hoping those people have never been to Disney before. Because if you're waiting 175 minutes for that ride, you're going to be sorely miss sad. Yeah, very sad. All right. One of my favorite things I get to announce right now, it is January of 2024. And you know what a new month brings? It brings new flavors to Gideon's Bakehouse. So their cookie is going to be a maple walnut chocolate chip goodness. Mm, I absolutely think that sounds delightful. I love me some uh, nuts and cookies. And so maple walnut chocolate chip. Thank you. Um, then it's there's also going to have a poppy the ice fairy. 
she's featuring this cookie. You know, every month they give you the trading cards and she's the trading card that goes with this cookie. Oh, okay. I never even paid attention to the trading card. I was like, yeah, what, what is this going to be? Okay. So back to that maple walnut cookie. It's super soft, but not gooey. Um, the combination sounds delicious. The walnut offers a nice saltiness, which balances out the sweetness of the chocolate. So it's not too overwhelming. Remember, these cookies are half pound cookies. They are $6.92 a piece. And great news, Gideon's is now going to allow guests to purchase up to seven cookies per person. This was six. I know because I used to do it all the time. Um, but now you can add on an extra one. You can get seven. And yes, they are absolutely worth the $6.92. Yes. We drove to the one in Orlando in Tropical Storm because that was the day of the Tropical Storm to try to get me and Stephanie some of the cookies of the month for December. Wasn't that sweet of Vicky? To no avail, let me just tell you. <laughs> We were sad. She's like, we just sold out of those. Wow. And I was like, of course you did. <laughs> She's like, we have one of the cakes. I'm like, nope. Because that would have not lasted anyway. That would have been nasty by the time I got it to stuff. Mm-mm-mm. It was sweet. It was the thought. Yes. Disney put the tents up for the Epcot's Festival of the Arts. It runs from January 12th to February 19th. The t- tents aren't open just yet, but they have to be prepared with the but they have to prepare with the marathon happening this weekend at Disney World. If you haven't been to Festival of the Arts, there is still time to book a trip. The whole park is about art and food and paintings and more, and it is an awesome, my favorite festival. I'm an art nerd. Uh, so you should book and ask about it. And if you want to go when I go, I'll give you my dates. <laughs> you can meet up with Vicky. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Because somebody said, so when do you go again? And I just was choking on my dinner because I didn't want to say. <laughs> Soon. She's getting her money's worth out of that pass. Let's just say that. After that, I don't know when I'm going again. So. Is your pass only good on weekdays? Um, Out-of-state people only get the one that has no blockout date. Okay. And it doesn't expire till June 7th because that's the first date that I used it, you know, when I was challenged by my husband. And then Kaylee's is through October because she didn't scan until October. But it's been definitely worth it for us. I just want to give a shout out to our listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. Uh, We truly, truly appreciate that. Please go to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating and a comment because we do read those things and share them with each other. Yeah. And share them with you guys if we get them. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show, or if you've got a question or comment, you could always text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast, um, on Facebook. And if you'd like a free quote, you can contact Vicki, Matt, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki, Kaylee, and Angela will be talking about their pre-Christmas Disney World trip. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears and the Moscapades and More podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends. Bye.